You're listening to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, part of the SB Nation family of blogs. I keep my hands on myself. On one foot. What? What are you looking at me for? You want to do the intro? <laughs> no, go ahead. That's right. ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this fine evening. We're going to do two halves of uh, the show tonight. Well, the first half is going to absolutely suck dog balls. The second half is going to be excellent. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and skip ahead to the second track on your... No. Well, not only that, <laughs> what we need is for everybody to just start like live tweeting as they listen. This podcast is garbage. Is I want Titanus gone. Podcast it, all, it starts ever. and ends with him. More, more JJ. More JJ. Trust more JJ. the process, you Jerks, what are you talking and, about? And I don't once, trust anything about you. Once this baby hits a half hour, it's just going to be yeah. lights so guy, out, long carries. I, I have a question for you, too. Who, who's going to book some playoff tickets with me this week? I was thinking about booking some playoff tickets, maybe a trip to the Heisman ceremony. For no, this is, a, this is a college football podcast. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Playoffs? Playoffs. playoffs. Okay. Uh, trivia question for either one of you. Go ahead and buzz in. Who wrote The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Do you know? Are you familiar with that story? I've actually never read it, but I think everybody at least gets the uh, reference here. Robert Louis Stevenson, somebody out there. J.K. Scre- Rollins? No. Okay, stop. <laughs> somebody out there screaming at their steering wheel. Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a literature major, damn it. You uncultured swine. As he's driving to his job selling beepers. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, yet again, I had one of those uh, sporadic, chopped up game watch experiences. But, it, and it was funny because I ended up watching pretty much dedicated for the first half. And then I was at a social function. So I was in and out for the second. And it was really funny because I checked in and I'm like, okay, it's still kind of close. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I checked and the, and the score was, was going crazy. So, Obviously, everybody had the same experience. When you look at Twitter, you see people really flying off the handle. This is it. I'm done. Throwing in the towel. Brian Kelly, fire. All this stuff. Fire everybody. And as you all saw, the game really changed. But but seriously. Really changed by the end of it, right? Can I ask you a question, though? If if, If the first half of this BC game was what it took for you to say, I'm finally done. What the hell's wrong my, with my you? My thought exactly. <laughs> go examine your life. I mean, seriously, it took until a, sh- a, a 14 to 10 halftime score against BC. Right. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't losing it. to Northwestern or That's Louisville the final straw. or Navy multiple times or going four and eight. And or you see it every week on Twitter. So vacating like, wins it. or n- right, exactly. none, none, none of this. No, 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 no. It was, it was a close first half against BC. Yeah. A team that always plays up for it. That, that's when I finally decided, you yeah. know what? I'm done with this guy. It's like you have the worst <laughs> possible meal experience you could ever fathom. And the, then the, like, the, sto- the stock you bought at $50 is now trading at 6 And you're like, this, dude. I'm selling this shit. I'm just saying it's like the worst <laughs> possible. I'm not going to ride this thing all the way down to zero. Right. What, the, am I, what do you think? I'm some kind of idiot? <laughs> the worst possible meal experience. And you see a light flicker in the in the restaurant. And you're like, excuse me, manager, come over here. And you just, you're, you're irate about it. I agree. It's funny, if you feel like Kelly's not the guy, it's almost liberating. You go back to the wonderful place of just being a fan and riding the wave, right? Because you're like, I'm, I have no control here. I can't make a change in the head coaching position. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. But let's formulate an actual question here so you guys can get Give to, it to, JJ. He's to just, the hot he's takes. Just, he's just waiting to, to Cousin JJ's blow the mic up. Ready to pop off over there. All right. Cousin JJ, how do you take the two-half – thing in your mind does this more show the ability of this team to actually adjust which one could say maybe would be attributed to the new coordinators or do you think this was more of a sign that they weren't prepared to play i guess the easy way to answer it is did you go half full or half empty on what you saw here 
Well, I mean, we have seen this for, for years now with Brian Kelly, where teams come out and they look ill-prepared. They play down to the talent that they're playing. We didn't talk about Boston College last week. And Boston College, four-year recruiting ranked talent per 24-7 is 69th. Notre Dame's is 11th. And so in the second half, we came out and we played like that's the talent discrepancy, right? But when the first half, we come out and they're running the ball on us and they were ahead of us for most of the half, or they played with us, and it was absolutely embarrassing. So I would say it was more of ill-prepared. How, how can you not be excited to play college football? These kids just come out looking, looking flat, looking embarrassing, and... I, I think that was probably the most upset that I've been after a blowout win ever. Do you th- are you in any position where you're still waiting for like some sort of hype thing to happen? We've talked about that many times in the past on this podcast. Are you expecting some sort of Dabo Sweeney, PJ Fleck type of atmosphere from this team? I mean, we haven't seen that from Kelly other than the one game where he was swaying side to side, which was more awkward than hype. <laughs> awkward. So, I mean, do you do you expect that, or are you just like yet again? It looks like well, we say the business trip, well, right? They're is, showing up this and is they're Brian Kelly, you know. Coach Ovista. I mean, I was expecting something new, something exciting, and he was awkwardly swaying, and that's great. But at the end of the day, this is what we've come to expect out of Brian Kelly coach teams. Teams that are come out, and they look flat. They play to their talent. Yeah, great. We blew them out in the second half. Look at the talent discrepancy. There's no reason you shouldn't have. Okay, great. Again, slow clap. Awesome. Right, right. Wes, mon frere, what do you think? Were you... Do you think this was a glimmer of hope, at least for this season? Forget all the big macro Brian <laughs> Kelly stuff for a minute, because we've covered it so much. For for this season, you know, in a, in a nice little compact vacuum, it was kind of enlightening to see I, him adjust, all right, right? All right. I don't Yeah, maybe. I, I came away from this game very entertained. I was entertained by it. Now, I was extremely frustrated uh, in the first half, and my tweets, go find them, at Irish Tightness. You know I'd work that in. Yeah, there. sure. Uh, I was, you know, I, I was pretty hot under the collar in the first half, and and um, I think most people were. Yeah, I mean, it was warranted, but um, this game was entertaining to me, and I and I think back to after the Temple game when ev- you and everybody else was like, you have to be happy about that. You have to be happy about that rushing performance. You have to, and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's Temple, you know. I mean, kind of, but not really. Oddly enough, I I am I'm I'm downright giddy. You should be. They it, rushed as far as I ever got on Oregon Trail when I was in third grade. Like that's that's a lot of. Well, do you do you guys know any of the uh, tidbits? Is this the highest rush total ever for a Brian I thought Kelly you were team? Go like, did anybody die of dysentery or? <laughs> no. Here perhaps. lies Boston College in the <laughs> right. second half. Exactly. No, I wasn't even stocked up for that much for that much running. Uh, something about the average. I think it was the highest average for a Notre Dame team in decades. Yeah, just to run through, uh, they had two two hundred yard rushers, which I. I believe is the first time in history two 200 yard rushers okay yeah was a 515 total rushing yards which is the most since 1969 10.1 yards per carry which Ooh. is the most since 1942 <laughs> uh josh adams uh first notre dame rusher over 200 yards since jujo uh, julius jones in 2003 you will notice i'm rocking my this NC, isn't return, Washington this State. Isn't, this isn't Return to Glory. Which one is this? Was that Washington here, here, State? I'm rocking. Here come the Irish. NC State. I was at that game. Yeah, and the Washington State was a huge comeback. I remember that one. I, f- I forget what specific game this is, but you know the point is, I mean, dude, 500 freaking yards. Are you kidding me? I mean, for as much as you want to bang your head that they had 55 yards against Georgia. I mean, BC. Did they roll over and play dead? Yes. By midway through the third quarter, they gave they packed it in and they were gone. I mean, they did. They're, these are there's a several garbage touchdowns and garbage time against. I agree. By and large, uh, I don't want to call them a garbage team. I mean, they they do have some some, par, some components of a decent defense. Garbage academically, at least. They, 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 <laughs> garbage from a Catholic standpoint. They, whoa, they, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Okay, continue. Je- Jesuit jokes already. God, man, it's like minute seven here. Uh, no, but I mean, so, you know, party is like, yeah, they looked, here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about this game for me. I think depending on what side of the fence, what side of the aisle that you f- sit on, uh, vis-a-vis 
I hate Brian Kelly or I, you know, either you, you think he deserves more time. You think he's, you know, past his expiration date and this, this milk is, is curdled, mm-hmm. you know, what, 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 whatever. I thought you were going to say the one side is I hate Brian Kelly and the other aisle is I severely, severely dislike Brian Kelly. And this first half <laughs> well, was the I mean, last like, straw. Whether you think he deserves more time, the guy shouldn't even have a job. This is, you know, if eight wins is okay with you, if losing against Georgia was inexcusable, if the first half was just, you know, hey, they made um, they made adjustments versus the team came out flat. This this is the type of game where you could really construe. Everybody can see this game through their own prism. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, you, I mean, There's no doubt. Any any position that you could possibly have about Notre Dame, I think you could take this particular game and and make it fit your narrative. Sure. And that's why it's so hard to draw any conclusions from it. Absolutely. Because if you're a hashtag #RTDB kind of guy, you're like, dude, we're we're basically a fullback dive away from being Navy. And and <laughs> I mean, hell, you put in another H back, and we're basically running triple option with Wimbush, uh, twenty. One carries for 207 yards. That's what AB's doing for Navy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I mean, so, you know, so for me, the guy who's normally wearing a Navy shirt, they had a bye week last week. So yeah, not, but <clears throat> you know, you like to see that. Then again, if you know, uh, you could easily bang on the fact that Notre Dame is averaging 3.6 yards per attempt, passing attempt in this game, with a total of 11 yards to receivers. So there's a hundred different ways to go, and and it's hard to say what does it actually mean, other than Notre Dame just about hangs 50 points again on a ho hum opponent, um, and they're they're setting records, they're setting rushing records every other week. Um, so right now we're going 400 yards. 55 yards, 500 yards. So if the pattern carries out, then we'll rush for 65 against Michigan State next oh, week. Oh, jeez. Let's <laughs> hope not. You know, you bring up something that was interesting. I'll go back to Cousin JJ here. Um, I think a lot of people want to believe that finally Kelly saw some sort of light and decided to commit himself to the run. And, and he said, I've, I've been listening to this podcast enough. It's time to just <laughs> give the ball off to the backs and run. And we've seen it twice this year. But when I look at... Brandon Wimbush, well under 50% completion percentage. Um, as as my brother here noted, 3.6 yards average um, per pass. Is it fair to say that Notre Dame is has pigeonholed themselves into being a running team now, as opposed to we're, Hallelujah. we're strategically... Does it first of all, according to my brother here, it probably doesn't matter why the yeah, why the reason that's is actually a great thing. But this right? is not yeah. this is not by design. This is like, okay, this is all we have. And it's interesting to Am I wrong there? Like this is all they got. This is all they got, but again, it comes back to a lack of adjustments. Okay, cousin Wes, was that last week you were talking about? I'm really concerned about the wide receiver position. You well, really, now, initially I said I'm concerned about every wide receiver not named Equinemius yeah, St. Brown. Absolutely. Now I'm concerned about basically every receiver. Basically, basically every receiver. And I'm, you see people on Twitter. You see everyone who watches the game who has a brain looks at it and says, okay, well, if your receivers can't catch the ball and all you can do is run maybe we should just go to two tight end set and try to throw to those guys maybe let's try something different because obviously trying the same thing and expecting different results is the definition of insanity and we just keep doing the same things it's in-game adjustments it's the same thing over and over but to be fair this this adjustment again whether they were forced or whether it was of their own volition this adjustment looked really good but again it was bc so you don't have to go very far in the history books what, what adjustment do you speak of well, I mean, like, all of a sudden it was like, we're just going to run. Like, that's... <laughs> we, we, we ran we ran in the Georgia game. I, I, yeah, they ran, and they ran in the first half, too. But, I mean, it just... Here's the thing. Again, the numbers got gaudy towards the end. I mean, they did. And it's I think it's great. I mean, yeah, 51 rushes for 10 yards of carry, 500 yards. That's cool. But, again, it's... it's it, 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 yeah, I think you have to temper that because when push came to shove, you... That you didn't, you didn't even, you didn't even break sixty yards against Georgia, right? right. So, should you be excited about four hundred against Temple and five hundred against uh, BC? Yeah, but if you can't do it against top opponents, then does it really matter? I mean, because that's when you actually need it. That's when running the ball truly does matter. That's that's sure. the point in time when it's not just you're running because you're winning, but rather you're right. winning because you're running. Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit more. Let me. Let's have both of you guys answer this. Can this team succeed as like a 90-10 running team with who's left on the schedule? I know we don't have a lot of sample size. You 90, saw them 10? 
or whatever it ends up being, whatever the carries are, this game was clearly lopsided toward running. So was the Temple game. Can this team succeed if everybody knows, I think there's a Lou Holtz quote somewhere in here, if everybody in the stadium knows that this is their MO, running the ball left and right, all but a triple option. Can they succeed against some of this other competition when when BC turns into Michigan State, when Michigan State turns into Stanford, when Stanford turns into USC? I don't know if that's actually well. For, I mean, correct, first of all, I, you know, some of these teams that we thought were—I mean, Stanford and, and USC—look like maybe the luster's off them a little bit. True, I, true. It's hard to say. Um, I, look, ninety ten is is a lot. I mean, I love Navy. I love because I love the triple option. I mean, I just I played it since I was in fifth grade. I love it. I put, we played it in high school. I mm-hmm. just I love triple. It's nasty when it's run right. I love watching it. Um, I don't think Notre Dame needs to turn into that. Now, um, part of me, and you wonder, like, could they go pretty heavy in that? Because Navy's semi-effective passing when they do pass, uh, mostly because they That's catch people off it. guard. If you Notre, know, If Notre Dame's pass is like a change-up, right. can they succeed doing that? Or, or is there How too do you much? define succeed? Because if you define succeed as competing and beating some of the teams on our schedule, sure. But if you're talking about... Going to the playoffs, which I think is the ultimate definition of success. I don't Look, think we're quite there I, yet. I mean, but let's talk I about mean, here's here's the without pro- going through game here, by game. Here's the problem. Could right, they beat a USC? Well, here's the problem no. right now is that that you don't have a reliable pass catcher. So if you until you develop the tight ends, or maybe as an extension of that, like wheel routes and swing, you know, flare out junk to the to the running backs. But you know. I mean, Georgia was like, hey, all right, we'll double team Equinemius and then and then play the run, and then you really can't do anything. So if you don't have anybody to pass to, and then the only way you can actually do it is by the element of surprise. I mean, that's kind of a stretch, right? I mean, I'm not saying yeah. like run the ball 90%. That, that's a bit much. 60%, though, is a nice number to be looking for, and they've done that a couple times this year and looked really good doing it. Uh, it's just hard to say, can that translate against a legitimate opponent? Right, and one of the most infamous podcasts we ever did was the coached or outcoached uh, debate, and that was against Clemson, and I believe that was a game which Clemson really stacked the box, and shut. they decided Notre Dame was not going to beat us on the ground. Is that the, That's the same game, right? I know Clemson has done that before to Notre Dame. They put enough people in the you, box. You where lost they said, me at infamous podcast. I just saw it. My eyes closed over. <laughs> gotcha. There, I feel like there was a specific game where Clemson had eight guys in the box, and they just said, you're going to have to throw. You're, you're going to have to throw. Which that's in the years way you're past, was, that could have you know, been also been I rain. mean, you know, Kaiser or somebody that could actually pass a little bit. That's that. You know, you're picking your poison there. You, Notre Dame really hasn't punished anybody for making that decision so it'd be interesting to see what a guy like d'antonio does who is a big i mean d'antonio locks down urban meyer on occasion him and brian kelly have had great battles back and forth back and forth um he's the type of guy that would dare you to throw and if you don't make the passes you're going to be sure you're going to be stuck Okay. Yeah, and I'll hold off, but I definitely have a, a case that I'd like to talk about with Michigan State and about adjustments. And, and well, we'll, cer- we'll certainly get there. Maybe this is a bit redundant, but is there anything else that you guys saw? I mean, we had 400 yards of rushing against Temple and 500 against BC. I know that Georgia is a much, much better opponent, but is Georgia a 450-yard attainable rush yard better opponent i don't think so is there anything else that you saw other than georgia's ability to just play defense very well was there anything else in the mix here don't tell me you have a two-word answer dexter williams just don't (laughs) no so like is there anything else in that's in the mix that we didn't see against georgia that we did see against bc or what are, are we missing anything no, I listen, man. I mean, I, cousin West said I think that we played two ho hum opponents, and you're talking about is there anything we're missing here? I think it's it's flat out coaching and talent, right? Uh, Adazio is the 98th winniest coach of an FBS. I mean, he's go, he's not a good coach, okay? And then you look at the two teams, Temple and Michigan or BC. They're on 70 ranked talent, and Georgia's what eighth. Like, I mean, we were playing teams that we they were cupcakes, right? Super cupcakes. And then we play Georgia, who has talent and punch back, and, and it's embarrassing. Right. Here, here's, here's the t- takeaway for me at this stage of the season right now, okay? Notre Dame last year did not beat the teams that they had no business losing to. They didn't, like, they didn't even beat them. Right. In previous years, they were going, like, you know, 2015, this season that everybody think is is like a handed down, you know, on a 
the win loss records handed down on stone tablets from Mount Sinai or something. It's like, how did that happen? By the way, I feel like that you can at least claim that for 2012, even though that had its own. That's loopholes. a Swarbrick cell job, apparently. But it's like, look, you you struggled. You it took a last second miracle to beat Virginia. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, man, it's freaking Virginia. So. At least for me for this year and this iteration of Brian Kelly 2.0 or wherever we're at in this season, the teams that are as good or better than us, a la Georgia, did they beat them? No. So we did, that hurdle is still not cleared, right? But at least they're not squeaking out because this is a hallmark Brian Kelly game would have been 14 to set, you know, 14 to 13 at halftime screw around, come be down six or seven points in the late in the third and then come back to win it like sure. you know 21 to, 21 to 17 or some stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Just, so the fact that they're putting the you know putting the throttle down and putting these people to bed dirt nap style. Yeah. That's fine. I'm that's okay. I mean I'm not pissed about it. you I don't think you can be pissed about it. for as ugly as a half is for as much as you may hate Brian Kelly or every other reason that you've got to be pissed. I mean the fact that they and and even explaining like I don't know what the hell happened in the first half. I don't know, man. I don't like I maybe BC scouted them that well. Maybe Notre Dame was flat. But it's, it, any reason doesn't matter. It, you if you can't at least be happy that they packed these fools away in the second half, that's good. That's a good start. Right to 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 just absolutely dispense with subpar opponents because that's what Temple and BC are. Yeah, but you open this season by saying, which you know what what Kelly needs to do in your mind, and I think in many other fans' mind, is that he needs to be he needs to beat teams of consequence. Yeah, he does. Now he didn't have one in front of him, so we're not going to fault him for that. But this was like this was the Charlie Weiss standard. Like, dude, you're not even beating teams that have no business Obli- playing. Obligatory Charlie Weiss reference. Obligatory check. <laughs> okay. So, but that was the thing. Like they were losing to teams they had no business losing to. But again, isn't there isn't there a scary thing here where all of a sudden we start blowing out like much lesser opponents and everybody's like, "We're back, baby." So, let's just Well, hey, that'll at least be good for ticket sales that people in green jerseys will show up in the stands <laughs> instead of instead of red. I mean, if people are dilute even if they're <sighs> even if it's hype, you right. know. Okay. So, you know, we can't nitpick too much. You got a four touchdown victory, uh, unless you're cousin JJ, you can nitpick anything. But <laughs> are, were, were there any specific concerns that you saw? You know, when I watched yeah, the, when the I, first three plays were passes. Yeah, the first. I'm half. like, I, the fir- I, I tweeted my first emoji ever on Saturday. The poop emoji? Ever. It's a turd. Because I was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this shit sandwich these guys are serving up to us? Pass, 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 punt. Go. I was like, are we being trolled here? What the hell's going on? Yeah, right. Like somebody had some sort of like be coach for a day or whatever, and it was actually Brian Kelly. Yeah, we just, I mean, we came out flat. We came out with no emotion, and we played a team that was epic levels of inferior to us. So, yeah, that's really concerning to me because I feel like if we were playing USC or even Stanford, I know they're down, that we probably would have been down by three touchdowns. You know, the funniest thing is I wrote some notes down leading up for the podcast. I was actually doing show prep, and I put like, Notre Dame losing the battle in the trenches. Like, is this is this is a huge red flag? And I put Wimbush not a viable runner. And then you just Can completely we, turn the whole thing me, on its right, head. Let me ask you a question, oh, oh, interviewer person. <laughs> okay, there, okay. There were some people talking about Ian Book on Twitter. Like, yeah. we because look, I right, Josh Adams, he was doing okay against Georgia, but he wasn't. He wasn't doing. He wasn't having the level of success that he was having against BC, against Georgia. People mm-hmm. thought maybe Dexter Williams could perhaps provide some change of pace. And you know, it's worth trying, right? There's. Yes. A, I've heard several people talk about Ian Book, um, saying that maybe he deserves to get some reps at QB. Do you have an opinion on that, Martin? I have a question listed. Time for another look at quarterback. Two styles, two quarterbacks. Well, why don't you go through it? I will. Now, first of all, let's be fair here. On the one hand, when things don't go correctly, or at least as planned offensively, and I think in in a lot of people's mind, the passing game is not going as planned, the first position anybody's going to look at is quarterback. We all know that. That's just football to a T. But if I'm being honest right now, first of all, I have been on record on this podcast as saying I am not a two quarterback person. I'm not I don't believe in that. All right. I'm a Monaga quarter 
quarterly. And the and the problem I have is continuity and leadership. Now that's a little that's stuff that like cousin Jay didn't even talk about because it, there's no numbers put to it. But that's the reason I'm opposed to it. But I will say this: I like to frame this up in a, in a, in a hypothetical question to myself. Is anybody afraid of Brandon Wimbush as a passer right now? And I think the answer is no. No, absolutely not. Furthermore, let's just say that he is a completely tactical, anti-North Korean missile defense system. Does he have the players to throw to? No. So either one of those is a negative, and it thus makes the multiplication negative. He has nobody to throw to, as we've mentioned. And even so, his throwing has been very suspect. So in that sense... Yeah, 200 rush yards, that's special. It's extremely special. A lot of touchdowns, but a couple of them were punch-ins. He likes calling his own number, but so did Kaiser. I'm not going to fault him for that. Um, I don't know if this team's <laughs> yeah, ready for a— Josh Adams, the other 200-yard rusher, had zero rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I know. Give the guy a TD. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Geez, but, I mean, if Book's in, does he have anybody to throw to either? Or does no, Book has a, Does no. Book have a more special relationship with Fink? I mean, you like, come on, man. Exactly. So, again, if all the receivers are a negative, you put in somebody that's a much, much bigger positive, and the multiplication is still negative. Okay? I hate to do math here, but I, my kids always ask for help with their homework. So, that's the reason I'm doing that. You make a great point. Unless he brings something that's next level dynamic run wise, why would you do it? And how can you say he's going to best the fact that Wimbush had 207 yards and four touchdowns? I mean, nobody's going to be better than that as a running QB, right? Right. So there's really nothing to gain. uh, Well, I think you can make a case for Williams getting more touches. He did in this game. He got six for 50 yards, two TDs, one out of every three carries was a touchdown. Can't be pissed about that. No, not at all. Not, you know, so good on you, Dexter Williams. Um, Wimbush is responsible for 48 of Notre Dame's 117 points this year. That's 41%. Mm -hmm. Well, he's a quarterback. I mean, I know, but dude, that's a lot of rushing TDs too I mean my I guess my point is unlike you could say well Williams needs more carries right to supplement Josh Adams especially now that Tony Jones uh, Tony Jones Jr. has an ankle tweak okay so that all makes sense to say I don't know if I can go as far as to say well book deserves refs at QB when you're talking about yanking out the guy that's got that accounts for 40 percent of your points, especially in light of the fact that there's nobody to throw to. But right. Li- listen, is, 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 is what is book an even more dynamic runner than Wimbush? How, I mean, co- like, how could you be? And and, I mean, and, and 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 you know what? It's like, hey, look, if this is, <laughs> I shouldn't call this is Navy 2.0. <laughs> this is Navy 2.0 right now. I don't think there's any reason to play book in Temple or BC, but in the Georgia game we had been trying for three quarters and it, what we were doing obviously wasn't working and obviously there was no adjustments and I am one as you know back in the Everett Golson controversy of whatever year that was and I came on and said bench him right and we're all sick of hearing about this I know oh, here he goes again but I'm just saying why not try something different if if you've stalled for three quarters oh let's try the fourth quarter oh that didn't work either but, I, mean, well, I guess my question Williams, is put, why do they need to try something different well, because obviously it wasn't working. And well, I, I, I'm I also, mean, I'm also for changing the game plan and putting y- a tight end y- to protect his weak y- side, but yeah, we didn't do I that mean, either. I mean, yeah. that to me, it's like just throw 10 less passes and run the ball 10 times more against Georgia, and you're probably there. And if half of those carries were Dexter Williams, you probably got a long run. I'm they for all needed, of that. I'm only, for all of that. They only needed one. T- I mean, it's not like they needed the, – the, the hurdle to beat Georgia was not that high. It just – it was right. there for the taking. Exactly. Close exactly. The door on so it. let's pull back a little bit. When you're in a, in a close game – Okay, at Georgia, mind you, when you're in a close game, it's really not the time to say, let's just throw something at the wall. I'm sick of looking at the same thing. Notre Dame lost that game by one point, to be fair. Now, what you're describing is when Notre Dame was losing 28 to 0 or whatever in the first half against uh, USC in the bowl like game. Nine picks against Arizona State. Yeah, bench Golson, fine. Exactly. But like, let's do something different. He and, can't pass. Hey, Tommy Reese is his freaking quarterback coach. Of course he can't. You know what? <laughs> What do you it's think? not quite the same thing, but it has a little That's bit a, the of the big questions. Reese is better than Golson. The big question is where are these where is this run capability coming from? Is it was it the was it the postman? I mean <laughs> Right. Okay, so let's look let's look at those two quarterback scenarios. 
clearly putting in Golson versus a Tommy Reese was a, a, another level of, of running that you were giving your team. That's why he went in there. But let's go back to Zaire and Kaiser. Both of them ended now up Now we're talking. Both of them ended up being pretty, pretty uh, competent runners. So what were you really gaining by putting Zaire in there? Now, at the beginning, there was this illusion that he was an amazing runner, but Kaiser popped off a couple long TDs as well. So all of a sudden, it was like, what are you really going to gain unless the quarterbacks are dramatically different? And they weren't. And right now, because of the receiving core, I'm not ready to say it's the fault of these two guys, but because of the receiving core, what else could Ian Book do? Could he run for 250 yards and five touchdowns? Well, he, that would be fantastic. Do you know what our pay, you know what our pa- our total pass offenses ranked out of all FBS teams right now? Who wants to take a guess at what that is? I bet it's 72nd. 72nd? What do you think, Cousin Wes? Uh, it's probably 80s. 114th. It's, that, a, it's 114. Out of 128? Is that good? I, no, that's horrific. Okay. That is horrific. Number one being the best. And you say, well, what could we do? Well, we have competent runners, right? We do. And my point isn't just throw stuff off the wall and, and hope it sticks. I'm hoping Book's getting enough reps in practice that if, if God forbid, Wimbush would get hurt, that he can come in and be relatively competent. And what I'm saying is if Kelly wasn't going to change the game plan, because I can agree that changing the game plan makes the most sense, but if he's not willing to do that, then, then try something different because 114. And the country isn't going to cut it. Are we talking about the same Brian Kelly? Mm, Coach Ovista. If, if something's not working, change the game plan. I mean, it's just like, this guy's never done Listen it. Listen to yourself. But you're saying you're saying the passing is this bad. guy's got half a yangling down. He's talking about Brian Kelly being willing to adapt. You're saying that the passing is bad enough that it, it's worth a look at Ian Book just in case that gives it a spark, right? That's what I, you're yes, saying. Okay. Yes. Look, okay. I, and that's fair. I, hey, if, I think that's fair. Hey, if, if you really – can I, I'll give you some stats if you want to really make this argument. Let's go back to Georgia box score. Brandon Wimbush, 16 carries for one yard. Point, yeah, point, I, point one. So point, Book, book can do that bad. Stop yelling in the microphone, you fool. <laughs> no, Book had one carry for two yards. He's actually Ooh. like 200% better than we Wimbush. we got to see more of this guy. Against, against Georgia. No. All right. Fine. Next question. Javon, <laughs> you threw that back to me. All right, <laughs> you're not used to that, that are you? Uh, let's just let's just dispatch a couple of real tiny things here. This is something that just always comes. This is like the wet towel on the floor of a marriage right now. Why is there no punt return? Like, is CJ Sanders not able to catch a punt? What is yeah? Like, anybody is he not even able to go in and and in the slot and get is be he, thrown to? Where's Tommy Zibikowski is he when you need him? Anybody, anybody. I mean, I have seen so many dudes making fair catches for Notre Dame's <clears throat> punt return in the past ten years. Oh my <sighs> gosh, it's insane. I mean, well, this I, is special we, teams 2.0. Brian Poley, new coach, baby. Do you have? I mean, there, have we had return yards? Have there been? We had one great one that was called back, obviously, but that was a kid return like has there been anything dynamic on punt return <laughs> do i need to go all? check punt return tds on the ncaa statistic and yeah site? And rank it and see where we stand okay <laughs> i mean i just you want to talk about okay here's punt my, returns here's punt my returns. thing here's my thing we're 118th in punt returns is that good that's horrific okay, that's even worse than horrific here's my thing cousin jj if you you want to talk about mixing it up and throwing stuff at the wall at the quarterback position, like dude, that's talking about mixing it up at the <laughs> stick of a 747. Let's just move the thing. Let's try another pilot. Listen, how about yeah, we this try? Guy's, this guy's only flown a prop. What I'm advocating is Sierra Mist instead of Sprite. Back in the cabin. Can anybody else catch punts? Anybody? Let's do, let's do big man thing. Let's do a grade school thing. Can we put like Tillery back? I don't care. I don't care. I'm not talking about shaking up the entire thing. The quarterback position. Can we get a hashtag for that? Jerry Tillery for punt return? Any, can we is please there, get that is going? Is there anybody else that can catch a football and just run? And, and this, but this how about Alvin about Mack? Sure. He's expendable at this point. Can anybody else catch a football? <laughs> Did you hear me? Listen, I'm not here to bag the, players. It's not about fin- some of these punts were great. And Mac, un- Mac Mac had some catches. He in, did. In he did. You're right. I, and I, some I, of these punts are unreturnable. But I feel I don't know if it's a setup problem. I don't know if it's a special teams thing. Why is there no such thing as a punt return? There's nothing that's driving me crazy. Is there any disagreement? That's all I have on the no, topic. How I mean, much we suck? Say, what do you want? How, <laughs> what, what else do we need to say about this BC game? And then maybe we can talk some Michigan State? We absolutely can. I would here's love my, to talk here's State. my final thing. This isn't really a BC thing. This is totally like you can edit this out if you want. What? <laughs> why? This is not meaningful, so you can edit it. It's fine. Why? 
Look, and I'm not like, it's football, whatever, but why can't they have pants that don't show sweat? Like, I don't, BC's pants aren't like that. Why is that the only pair of pants that Under Armour can provide? I mean, Kevin Plank, dude, do better. Like, you have a great company, you got a lot huge revenue They should at numbers. least make Brian Kelly wear the same pants. Absolutely they should. And you <laughs> like, know what? this coach pissed himself before he even came out no, of No, here's what needs to happen. I want to see Brian Kelly's sweat signature on his pants at halftime <laughs> of a game against BC where he's leading by, you know, a one-possession game. That that's he owes it. We all we are all entitled to seeing how much sweat is going on. Hypercolor? You want to go generic? Kelly's pants, right? Coach's hot seat, literally. Like I don't. It's just a. It's a silly thing. I'm not trying to be goofy about it, but it's like this is. It's just. It's a clown thing. It's ridiculous. All right, we can move on. We can move on to Michigan State. JJ, final thoughts on BC. No, no final thoughts. Nope. That's it. I've said. I spoke my piece. Nothing. I, this was like a routine. Like. Hey, honey, can you run to the gas station and get a gallon of milk? You're like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then you almost get shot. And then you almost get shot on your way there. But you didn't, right? But you made it home safely. Like, I almost hit a raccoon. You know, (laughs) like, okay, but I'm back. I'd I'd like to actually kind of flip it. Can can I do a little interviewing for the Michigan State, Martin? Dude, listen. Can I do a little interviewing? I have some questions for you. What? I'm not trying to take over. You are, Ian Book. Go ahead, Ian Book. Just (laughs) start slinging it. Just start slinging it. What do you want to run punts too? Go ahead. (laughs) Return punts. Okay, you interview me. Go ahead. I'm going to interview I'm going to ask you questions right In now. fairness, I mean, calling what you do interviewing is is a little... Well, all I'm saying is <laughs> I, mean, I write down questions. Okay. I don't write down okay. stats right. or right. answers, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay? okay? So I'm going to ask you some questions. I'd like you to guess. Do you want it to be <laughs> more a, interviewing? I'm a people person. Exactly. Do you need it to be more <laughs> I'm interviewing? I'm good with people. Right? So, uh, uh, Mark Cousin D- JJ, who hurt you? <laughs> of Mark D'Antonio and Brian Kelly, who has a better winning percentage at their respective school that they're coaching This is right a loaded now. question. It's D'Antonio. It's I, absolutely I know D'Antonio. it is. Yep, 68%, almost 69% for D'Antonio and 65% for Brian Kelly. I'm I'm going to lay out a case here if you, if you can't get It's my funny because here. 10 seconds ago you said you were going to ask me questions, I'm and then you questions. just set up your own <laughs> this, case. This is a lot like how – we worked last year of like, exactly. Hey, I want Martin. I need you to be on my podcast. Wes, let me ask you a question. <laughs> How awesome am I? <laughs> okay, continue right, your right, case. Continue. I could, I'm gonna so, have to turn your mic down. That's fine. Turn it down. So my point, my question is here. Total offense. Everyone keeps talking about how great our defense is versus offense. What is our offense ranked out of 118 teams or whatever it is? This year, teams? three games in? Uh, yes. Three are you games going in. by yardage or are you going by scoring? Total yards per game. Does Total yards other, per other game. things besides rushing yards count in this too? All yards. Okay. All That's yards. how they measure total offense. Do, okay. punt, do yeah. punt returns count? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. All yards this year. Um, total yard offense. 44th. 23rd. Our offense is 23rd in the country in total yards per game, and Michigan State's is 43rd. Okay. That was shocking to me when I found that stat. Dude, we had 500 rush yards. Yeah, a I lot get, of teams don't well, get 500 well, yards, get it, period. But against Georgia, it wasn't. So, And then here's another stat I want to ask you about. Total, that was a setup. Total defense. Here's another one. Total defense. What's our total defense yards allowed per game? Yards allowed per game. What is our total defense ranked? Offense was 23rd? Offense was 23rd. What do you think our, off- our defense is? 33rd. 43rd. 56th, and Michigan State's is third. Whoa. <laughs> what? Whoa. They're third? Have they played Temple? <laughs> <laughs> Michigan Michigan State has played uh, Bowling Green. They played Bowling Green and, I believe, Western Michigan. Yep, Western Michigan. They won both games, and they've had a bye week last week. So I'm saying— So they haven't played at the SEC, though. Well, they haven't played at the SEC, but my, okay. point, my point is— their coach is a better winning percentage. Their talent is about 26 compared to our 8th or whatever I said it was, or 11th. And their defense is really, really good. They have enough talents to punch back. It's at Michigan State. D'Antonio's had a week to prepare. He's had a bye week. And if you don't think he's watched that Georgia film and it's going to be blitzing off that weak side trying to take off Wimbush's head, like, you're crazy. I'm I'm really, really concerned. This is the most Notre Dame-y setup game ever. We're all I... on a high. We all think we're amazing. I'm, okay. I'm concerned. Okay. Okay. I'm concerned. Let's let's walk this back a little bit. You mentioned two teams that they've played already. Okay, and I've never heard of either one of them. What are they again? <laughs> Bowling Green and Bowling Western Green Michigan. And Western Michigan. Okay. Temple and Boston College. Exactly. So <laughs> let's 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 give Notre Dame the benefit of the doubt here. Since Michigan State gets to only have two games, let's just say Georgia was a bye, right? And if you're looking at Notre Dame having only played BC and Temple, you're probably looking at the number one rushing team in the country, right? That's fine. 400, 500 yards. So maybe it's a little bit more frightening. It could or be. 
seems a little bit more even. But let me ask one I, question. One more question, and I'm done. I promise. I'm done. You can't fake being third in defense. I'm no, I'm you're I, not you wrong there. It. You can't, but the line is four points. That was the initial line that just came out as four points. Notre Dame's favored? Do yes, Notre Dame is favored by four points in East Lansing. Which means if it was a neutral site, Notre Dame be favored by seven. Okay. They're getting three prox. My question to you two is do you trust Brian Kelly in a one possession game? Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's <laughs> no, the thing. No, of course, no, of course I don't. And here's the and here's the thing I about mean, Michigan State. I, I, I appreciate the statistical analysis, but if you look at the history of these two guys together, it gets squirrely. That's just the reality of this absolutely. game. Yeah, but all that, that means to it. is that to it. Yeah, that's a gut wrenching I mean Even last year, Michigan State put out one of the best efforts you probably saw for them for the entire season. They won what, three games? Was that last year? Yeah, last year that yeah, it was so, pretty brutal. But but they that wasn't really a three and nineteen that was on the field, you know. Well, I guess well, it's hard to say ten, that because Temple we were a was a ten win team. ten win team last year. I think the larger question is on the macro level. I mean, I appreciate what you're trying to do, cousin just JJ. D- but don't just, don't pl- placate him. Don't. Why do we? The, I appreciate. Just tell him he's an idiot if why, that's what you think. Aren't you still in the space here that like comparing yourself to Michigan State is the exact same problem that mo- the majority of the fans uh, have about Notre Dame? Raise your standards, JJ. <laughs> a lot of people are okay with Kelly because he looks a lot like D'Antonio in terms of the way he's coaching and what he's done with the program, and everybody's content with every once in a while you pop up above the, the regular time. Hey, they both got their asses handed wins? to him by Nick Saban. I mean, Absolutely. they're practically twin. They're practically, you could make a movie about it. They both sniffed the playoff hey, and got I'm smoked. speaking for Spartan Nation. I'm offended that you compared D'Antonio to Kelly. He has far less talent and has won more games, okay? So please don't compare him to D'Antonio. Okay, so. Yeah, a, but, so he's but a better coach. Has he won eight ga- eight games in sixty <laughs> percent of his seasons? He probably has. Would you take D'Antonio right now, straight up trade for Kelly? Yes. Okay. Okay. You're done. Yes. Half of ha- I mean, look. All right. So look, half of Michigan State's team has been suspended this year, basically. Um, we vacated an entire season, so. He's got running backs that carry handguns on campus and things of that nature, and we got kids in cars with weed, and yeah, I guess they're basically the same. They're very similar. They're not that far apart. I mean, the number numerically, they've been similar for the last ten years. The reality is, although I tell you, I mean, I've seen I've seen D'Antonio go toe to toe with Nick with uh, with Urban Meyer, and I've seen Brian Kelly go face off with Urban Meyer, and I would have rather had the uh, D'Antonio side. Yeah, side. Well, he has less talent. So my my point, guys, is I'm just saying I'm really concerned on the staff picks. I'm picking Michigan State to win. I'm 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 I'm, I'm spilling the beans here. I'm spilling it and I hope we win. I'll be cheering for us. I'm not cheering against us, but I just looking at the numbers, looking at how Brian Kelly's performed against inferior talent over the last 11, How many 16 how games. many rushing yards do you think Notre Dame will have against Michigan State? See, now that's a, that's a good question. I'm thinking 65. Yeah, they're going to listen. They they're going to they've had a bye week. D'Antoni's going to watch that film and he's going to do it exactly what Georgia did and we're not going to make any adjustments in that weak side, they're going to be blitzing every single play like Georgia did, and we're not going to put a tight end to block it. It's going to be a debacle. Here's it's what, going to be a debacle. Here's what I think is a little bit interesting. To be fair, I think that Notre Dame offensively, even to us, let alone to Georgia, and Georgia did a fantastic job, don't get me wrong, but up until this point, I think Notre Dame was a little bit unpredictable in what they were doing in offense. And what I mean by that is Notre Dame comes out against Temple with 400 yards, rushing they come out against georgia they don't look nearly as good they get 50 yards rushing they come back against bc with five. Oh my god mark sorry do you know how many rushing yards notre dame had against michigan state last year you're uh, looking at it. i i can't see 57 oh, okay 57 and we were four and eight and Tw- we're trending up tw- right 20, now 25 carries does Notre Dame crack 100 yards rushing? Two point. This looks almost identical to the Georgia game this year. Josh Adams had 12 carries for 29 yards. Michigan State's a better team on this a year long, than last year. On a long upset. No, of that's course not. they are. Well, I mean. That's like saying Notre Dame's a better team. I yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's the point. Here, here's, what I, here's what I'm scared about with Michigan State. The point I was trying to make I'm was. I'm just scared of being hurt. I'm just scared to be in hurt is, again. They're gonna rip your heart out. No one sees Dude, this they coming. Are, they, that, no one in the mainstream this hears game, this coming. There was, listen, sees this coming. They they did something at half. They scored 21 points in the third quarter last year, and we're up 36 to 
14 or something. I mean, it was absurd. You can't say that you don't expect something coming with Michigan State. Every single one of these games has been completely emotionally taxing, whether they won or lost. But we had two 200-yard rushers, Martin. Here's my point, if you would let me get it out. The most rushing yards since World War II. This This is the first game, I think because of what you saw with Wimbush, this is the first game where the opponent has the benefit of Notre Dame being completely predictable offensively. I think Notre Dame is going to stick to the run, and I think they're going to be very predictable. I think the cat's out of the bag that they can't throw the ball, and not just with the bye week. Give me a break. I mean, it's a bye week. Dude, they play Western Michigan and Bowling Green. None of that matters to me. Number three in the country. You're playing high school teams. Here's what I care about. Notre Dame is one-dimensional right now, and you give a guy like D'Antonio a one-dimensional team to play against in a bye week that yeah. forget no. the bye i don't care about the bye week what i'm saying is notre dame the cat's out of the bag we can't throw I, I t- unless you put in ian book I, you know i'll tell you that what well, it's funny that you say that because i just had the thought i was like well after all the stuff we said about ian book he didn't really give you anything different i, I will say this though one of brian kelly's better wins was was lsu in the music city bowl i mean i, I know it's a music city bowl it's not an actual bowl that means anything it's you know it's an SEC team, less miles. He's, okay, I mean he's you know he's pretty good, but they really changed things up, right? With with the introduction of Kaiser, I mean the game plan was just so dramatically different for that game than it was. Dude, Fournette played that whole game, right? Yeah, I I think that was Kelly's best game. I think that was the best game he's no, ever. No, I mean it was just, but they you know with with Zaire going in, I mean they just they you know some of the formations. They threw a lot of stuff that LSU had not previously seen, and which I think is a, a, a large contributor to winning that football game. It wasn't just like uh, you know in-game decisions, right? Uh, so I guess if there was a time to like throw some massive curveball with Book or do something, it's probably this game against Michigan State. If for no other reason, like you said, yes, we're having you know there's some efficacy in running the football at this point, but it is a little bit predictable. Yeah, and exactly. Somebody that can scheme around it and just say, all right, well, we'll put eight and make you beat us could potentially stop it. Right. You know, now, and the fact that we had somebody do that to us already this year, and then go back and look at Michigan State last year, we ran for 57 yards. It's not inconceivable. Oh, by the way, Michigan State ran for 260 last year, so we'll see how Elko does on that. Yeah. Now, here's the scary thing. Does Notre Dame come out and continually can commit to the run but use this X factor of passing, or do they come out and completely change and forsake the run and thus <laughs> screw the entire thing? Brian Kelly 1.0 just start oh, slinging it five wide. have you let's, abandoned let's write down me. Some, let's write down some bets about this game. Let's just get some people down on on paper here about do you got is Notre Dame going to get more than 150 Look, I mean, rushing yards in this game? 150. <laughs> That's such an enticing How about that? 150 rush yards, yes or no? Let's just, let's I get mean some, that's like two two sixty five yarders. Give me the pen. I'm gonna write this down for next week. Okay, go ahead. One fifty rushing over under Notre Dame. I gotta say under. I'm going under. Under? Okay. I'm going over. Based on what I saw in Georgia, I'm going under. How many yards against Georgia do we have? Fifty five. Fifty five. Good lord. Can't. Continue. That's all I have. Right now. I'll think of another. I gotta get some. I gotta get some. Be- okay. There, I this mean, is not, this is just like. It, it's not. It's not setting up real. It's like writing your will. It's just like you know you gotta do it, but it's just not any uh, fun. You don't have to do it. <sighs> is this a one possession game? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. It's absolutely a one possession game, and we will lose. Okay. You lose. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could see Cousin West. I need to take a photo of him. That is really stressful. I'm like Kaiser. I got a migraine. I'm out. I'm out. Is this a one-possession game? Probably. Probably. There's so many nasty things have gone on with this Michigan State team. Like, just the rivalry between Notre Dame and Michigan State. It's just It's been bad juju from the start. Okay. I agree. It's a one. It's going to be a one-possession game. Were we? What was the game we went to? A game? It was at Notre Dame, Michigan State. It was, it was like when that, they planted the flag that year. I think that was the year the, that we were there. The dude. thirty wasn't there one that came back from like thirty points down and then end up losing. I don't know, man. I, Does Ian Book take more than five snaps in this game? No, no. I say yes. But what are you just <laughs> <laughs> need to win some money? Come on. What are you doing? Okay. 
buck a piece on all these things? Sure, that's right. good for now. Right. How about okay. a beer piece? It's the beer you're drinking, that's about the same. We can't handle the rants if you actually <laughs> want two of them. <laughs> and let me tell you another thing about Jenkins. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh my gosh. Look, I mean, you can, you, everybody listening now, you can tell, like, this is, this is where you should be at as a fan right now. You can talk, like you said, you can take the BC game wherever Dude. you want to go. You can talk about Michigan State. The reality is, you're, did, pe- you're peeing, we're peeing people's Cheerios right now. People are coming no, to this podcast. That, oh, absolutely. There's nobody, so many fans nobody comes to this podcast unless they want a dose of reality. You want to have unicorns shot up your ass, you go to the other nine podcasts Agreed. out there. I agree with that. You, Wait, what? That was a little, okay. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably 15. I mean, no, Are I was going back to us? the actual unicorn. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> but here's the point. You, it, it's exactly what you described. You can take the BC game however you want it. We took it, I think, with you know a grain of salt and said, yeah, to your point, the rushing yards are great. Oh, by the way, it's BC. They close somebody out. I mean, that's the the best thing is that they they. Sure, st- they sure. St- did step on somebody's throat and that wasn't UMass absolutely. or some, and here's you know, the, here's some the trash thing. can that they were kicking down the street. Here's the other problem. The people that are going to take this and be riding high are thinking that Notre Dame's so much better. This is how Vegas makes money, is, oh, is, well, is for Notre Dame fans coming Vegas out. Vegas knows something. They're giving this a four-point line. Most Notre Dame fans are thinking this is like a 14-point line, okay? Like, they just, they're, ah, uh, dude. No, I, have a, I have a hard time believing anybody thinks Notre Dame's going to walk up to East Lansing and win by two touchdowns. I mean, maybe maybe I'm not put, seeing put enough Twitter of the... I'd be anxious to see how, what Notre Dame fans actually think. You belittled me after my <laughs> after my last Twitter poll. 14? Jimmy. <laughs> Did it involve Heisman Trophy <laughs> Just because I was asking who the most viable Heisman candidate is. It wasn't because I believed it. I was being facetious. It was funny. It was the first game of the year in the first half, and everybody was high. Here's the problem. If you're if you're riding high because Notre Dame won by four touchdowns, you're thinking it's because well last year or two years ago we only beat BC by four, so we're so much better. No, it's the same thing. It's what you're saying. This is what a normal good football team does. This is not even yeah, what an like elite P- football Penn, team Penn does. Penn State would have beaten BC by sixty three to seven. Yeah, exactly. Sixty three to seven. First quarter, second quarter, third and fourth. Twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. Put in scrubs. Yeah, and their backup quarterback would have been in not for a change of pace to see what sticks because they're up by. Five touchdowns. That's when the second quarterback t- is supposed to play in college football. When you're up by a not million because points, because McSorley didn't complete a pass. Not be- <laughs> not because the first guy can't. Throw, I don't look. I don't. Know? I mean, if Wim- if Wimbo, if listen, he he will get there some eventually, and I think p- part of it's probably him. I think part of it's probably the receivers too. But you know, it'll happen eventually. If him not being totally dialed in results in Notre Dame looking like a triple option team. I- in a yeah. weird way, I'm okay with it. Uh, how that being said, uh, I would feel a lot better going into this Michigan State game if Kenny Matalolo was the coach. I think that Michigan State will be able to, you know, stop or scheme around what's going on. They they will have to complete some passes or they're going to get shut down. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. Absolutely, that's the and, game and if it's not Michigan State, it's somebody else later in the season. But D'Antonio is smart enough, a good of a defense, you know, of a defensive coach, um, even without Narduzzi. I mean, they they got a solid enough program up there that they can do that. And, and listen, we talk- and they did, and, and and quite frankly, last year they shut Notre Dame down in the first half of the game. It took till the second half, and Notre Dame started, you know, throwing the rock around finally before they actually had any traction. Absolutely. And listen, bring bringing fans down to reality. We've talked about this. I mean, the 56th ranked defense and 23rd ranked offense is not going to cut it. We're, anybody out there who's thinking we're going to make the playoffs, it's, it's just not happening so like i think that we need to ground ourselves and just brace ourselves for the hurricane that's coming which is michigan state hurricane d'antonio okay um you know i'm, I'm glad you said Wimbush will get there because i think before we get too far down the rabbit hole with him the reality is he's extremely athletic and he has a cannon he can throw it's not that he can't throw the football <laughs> for as much as i was bagging on I'm like why the hell wouldn't they th- at least chuck one deep against georgia right before halftime what are you stupid you gotta at least throw try to go for a hail mary That's a good point. then they do it against bc and then they throw a pick and i'm like eh, no. yeah maybe not maybe no, no, maybe you guys are no, smart sometimes he can throw mind. the football what happened to the will fuller play is that not on the playbook There's, anymore stefferson Wolf. is suspended and nobody else can apparently and do it will fuller's in the nfl you know what's missing right now is <laughs> well, a pass catching well, tight end 
you know this the, that's that was the traditional way when a Notre Dame quarterback had to go to the old security blanket and suck his thumb for a while. It was all those Mama. it was all those tight ends were always there. Rudolph, as, oh my, well dude, I hope they, every one of they them. All, that's, that's how those guys got those Listen, guys made Fasano, their Fasano, Carlson, Rudolph. They better put one on his backside, Eifert. or else Wimbush is going to be out of the game and Book will be in because they got to protect that weak side. It's got to happen. There's no doubt. There's no doubt there. Okay, so let's just put it. Let's just do one more prop bet. Is Wimbush over 60% completion percentage against Michigan State. No. No. I don't even know where he's at on the season, 50. but he was well he's under 50. 49.7, I think. No, so and now he's the third-ranked defense. He's averaging, he's, he's averaging 16 of twenty, uh, sixteen for 32. Okay. So we got a triple no there. He won't get over 60% completion percentage. And again, it's not to knock him. It's just, what have you seen? I mean, what, what else can you do with that? And the guy can make throws, but there's a lot of guys out there that can – you know, like Uncle Rico, the ball over the mountain, but you got to be able to make connected <laughs> throws. And the receiving core... Bitch, I can throw this ball over that jumbotron. I mean, the receiving core, we haven't even seen anything from hardly anybody. You know, what was the longest catch? Was it Smythe in that game? Oh, I mean, the last game. He had like a 32-yarder, so... Again, I go back to the. I think that this is where a lot of fans go. You can take the BC thing. It's a fun little gadget toy stocking stuffer you get at Christmas, but you're not going to play with this thing for more than a day. Like, it, okay, it's cool, but what else can you really glean from this? Nobody should be riding high because they beat BC by four touchdowns at all. I think the Georgia game is eternally more interesting as far as what this team is going to be this year because it was at home. The whole dynamic of the crowd, notwithstanding, it was on the road. Okay, I mean, just I think that game is way more interesting. I don't know if it means something good for Notre Dame that it was one point. That's an that's another good uh, one of your one of your will will uh, Spartan Stadium be less hostile than Notre Dame Stadium was against right? That's a plenty hostile place for them to play. But I think I think as we continue to move through the year, obviously I don't give a rip about what Boston College does for the rest of the year or Temple for that matter. I'm really interested in what kind of team Georgia actually turns into. I don't think you got any litmus test this week because they played Samford. Samford. So Samford averaged one point zero yards per so carry. Really so that doesn't know. make Notre Dame's one point five look that bad unless you think that oh it's and I don't, Samford, not I don't Notre wanna, Dame. I don't want to run the logic train. If if Georgia wins a huge game, it doesn't mean Notre Dame's better necessarily, but I'm just curious what that team actually turns into. I think that game has a lot more insight. The good news about Michigan State is it's a much better barometer than Boston College. Going up to East Lansing. It's not the standard that Notre Dame wants to be at. So don't go with cousin JJ and be like, "Oh, I'd trade for D'Antonio right now." Like, they, no. They were so no. quick to say that. I'm not when, saying that. You asked the question. Yeah, you they are. were so quick when they beat Temple to say this was a ten win team season. Yeah, ten, ten, ten win team last yeah, year. Right. You think if they lost to Michigan State, they'd be like, "This was a three win team last year." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. I they're different that. teams. They're. Di- I told my kids this. We had our first game today. Third and fourth graders. It's like, hey. We played one of the worst teams from last year. I was like, it's a different team, different year. You sure. Know, you got different kids. They got different coaches, whatever. Definitely. Can't, can't, you can't think about that. No so. doubt. Anything else? That's all no, I got. No, I think it, I, you guys I think the, your picks. Who do you guys, who do you guys pick? Are you going to go into that? Or are you going to make them wait to go to onefootdown.com and check If you want to know my picks, you go to onefootdown.com. Damn it. There go you find go. staff picks. Drive web tra- Drive. Web traffic. That's God knows what, the that's show's what not. The, that's, so. what, <laughs> that's what the boss says. Downloads this, are down. Do you have anything Check. funny to, to end, Cousin Jay? Any garbage touchdowns that you would like to get here? Yeah, you get them in we're, now. We're man. only up three scores. Who so the hell was I, you knew that you knew that Boston College packed it in? I saw some dude come in. Number thirty-eight, some running back, some guy I didn't even know who he was, ripped off like a ten or twelve-yard run. I was like, "Holy shit!" This guy's like a ninth-string running back. Just came in. This was after it flipped to uh, ESPNU. I st- I kept watching it. Yeah, and some you know like, who the hell is it? Dion McIntosh. Right, I don't, right. You know this dude rips off a ten-yarder. I was like, God, and even yeah. Put J put cousin JJ in. <laughs> Does Montgomery Van Gorder see the field against Michigan State? <laughs> so yeah, no, I I think this game, um, I think it might actually defy some of the the statistics because when you go back in the history of these two teams, Kelly and D'Antonio, look, we're <sighs> even going back to the Weiss days. You're talking about epic is comebacks, there, there, rain. The opposing the uh, is, visiting team tended to win all the time. Is there a regular? Oh my god! Is gosh. there a regular rival? coach that you can think of that probably Brian Kelly has worse blood with than D'Antonio no and I honestly I think these are like these mm-hmm. this is like the the black spider-man and the red spider-man like this is 
is like the Spiver, alter ego. Spiver Spy? Yes, this is like an alter ego. These are the same guy. And I know you had a couple little stats there saying that, you know, D'Antonio, your boy, is much better. <laughs> oh, come but, on. Dude, these are, these are the same person. You know what I mean? And, they're at the, and the sad part is Kelly's kind of turned Notre Dame, the, for his part, the, into the same kind the, of program. D'Antonio has at least... D'Antonio's done more with less. I agree. For I agree. talent and for resources. Absolutely. He's done more with less. I Absolutely. will say that. But he's also perpetuated a three and nine season, just like just like Brian Kelly, you know, did or perpetrated, I guess I should say. And the craziest thing is his miracle season, his Rose Bowl season, he's got one loss is to Brian Kelly. I mean just it's like it's, it's insane. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I mean, it, th- these two teams are much more similar than you think, other than the fact that one of them just so happens to have a ranked third defense. All right, appreciate y'all checking us out. One Foot Down, uh, the One Foot Down podcast, Indy Fan Radio. Um, her name's Victorious, 49 to 20. Big second half, 30, uh, 33 point, 33 points, 35 points in the second half. Listen, well, enjoy it for now, relish in the 500 rush yards, but don't just run to Vegas and put a bunch of money down against Michigan State just yet.